back in action, Jake, June 4th, 2022. This is a 72nd episode of Gentleman's Breakfast. It's weird to think about how much has changed in a year, Jake. A year ago, we were consulting before my wedding what bar we were going to go to at 10 p.m. Um, a year later, I have a child brought to you know me by my wife and uh, really just figuring out the world of uh, keeping her alive. Congratulations to the family. The listeners might not believe this, but I think you actually did that intro better the second time than the first time, although it was still a little rocky. Nobody followed me to that bar uh, at your wedding. I guess I might have been a little bit belligerent. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's funny, too. I took a scar away from that as well. I kicked a stair at the Fairmont and uh, just about had a toenail fall off, and that just grew out about a week or two ago Wow! Uh, to get ready for your daughter's birth. But let's let's jump right into it. Well, yeah, I'll give you the play-by-play, but there's one little bone I want to pick here. So for the listeners who are not religiously listening, I have accepted your um, role as best man. I'm excited to share in the day with you, Michelle, and honored to do that. Um, so, you know, as best men or friends of that level, you think you share, like, some type of excitement or pretend to have excitement <laughs> when others have things in their lives. So when I fired, I already know where this is going. When I fired out the text, you know, a few days ago that I had a child and saying, Hey, blah, blah, blah. She was born. Here's the story. Some of my friends, including the former producer of this show, incredible. Congrats. You two. And now three congrats, buddy. Boom. Congrats. Hope, hope Mal as well. Cool name. You respond with, nice what type of robot psycho response is that (laughs) was that my best text message ever no okay it's one of my worst text messages ever did did you realize it in the heat of the moment yeah i knew it wasn't great and i was planning to follow up but i was a little bit in shock it was also my first time experiencing the name so i was still learning you know about this Mm. um we're all learning things from this, Seamus, okay? You're learning more than me, but we can't rewind the clock, you know, to that moment. All I can do is congratulate, you know, you and Maori. And do you pronounce your daughter's name Ronan? Ronan, yes. Mm-hmm. Are you concerned at all about any samurai references? Oh, no. Is, is, that, is that a movie? Uh, it's both a movie and a term for a lone and rogue samurai. Oh. I, I kind of like that. It, it also means baby seal. Yeah, yeah. We had looked that up. The 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 Ronan that I'm referring to is spelled with an I and not an A, hmm. so it's not the same word. It um, is. But. It is one of the names. Give credit to Mallory. She did a great sales job. Where when we figured out that it, it was a girl, she had the names laid out. She's like, this one or this one. And I'm like, oh, I kind of like that one. She's like, I really like this one. And then as you know, we told everybody the name. I agree with the name, and I'm like, was well, it a unisex name? She's like, yeah, it can be both. So in the first few people that like came into the room to like check on the baby mistakenly called her a boy and like, oh, it's Ronan. Like, I haven't seen Ronan as a girl before. And then she's like, yeah, you know, it's mainly a guy's name. And I'm like, oh, so you knew this and you just wanted to stay firm <laughs> on this name. I was like, she's yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, good for you. I mean, you sold me on it. I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Um, Do you think that she might go by Ronnie? <laughs> that that was be. my immediate thought. <laughs> Ronnie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Addy Ron um, or Roe. We're, we're hoping Roe, but you know, who knows? Who knows what the. Roe uh, is our, our drug dealer's name. <laughs> I 
forgot about that. Oh man, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, that person. A lot of great references spinning around here. <laughs> um, but yeah, what's her middle name? I don't think that that was in the text message. Adeline, which is her, which is Mallory's grandmother's name. That's a great name. Yeah. So, uh, what do you think the odds are that she ends up going by that? I don't know. They might, you know, there might be rebellion. I mean, who knows? Who knows when she starts identifying pronouns, right? That's the type of things we have to live with these days. Um, but yeah, uh, yep. it was a whirlwind. It was, uh, you know, kind of denial at first that like she was actually going into labor, where she like the night before she had some pains and then she started like having these contractions while we we're actually on the phone with the producer. We were actually on a speakerphone chat with the producer. Wow. And, and th- these were like the first sensations. There had been no sign prior to this call. It, it had been like the in the last like 20 or 30 minutes there had been yeah. some, and like some, and she just started like screaming and then he's like, Whoa, that sounds like one. And I didn't like immediately pick up on it. And I'm like, yeah, well we, we got to let you go. So then, you know, we had the sharp uh, contractions for, an hour, hour and a half, whatever it was. And there's like a firm standard. Had, had this happened before at all? The night before, there was like some sharp ones that she had in the middle of the night. But they tell you not to go until right. uh, they have to be a minute long and they have to be in intervals of five minutes for an hour before you. A full hour. Wow. For, for a full hour, right? So she probably had a few the night before, which wasn't in that you know full hour right. or spectrum like that. That so sounds the, like fun. So I'm timing it and, you know, you're trying to be sensitive and not trying to be a jerk. I'm like, well, to be honest, Mal, like it was only like six or seven minutes in between, right? It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> trying to like rationalize someone's experience severe pain. When we make all the phone calls, the helpline is not there to pick up. Nobody picks up. So then we call like the OBG you've, you've already lined up like what hospital you're going to. Yeah. To, and like all that, all this is pre-planned, right? Yeah. They have this little cheat sheet of like, call your, call your doctor's office. They don't pick up. Call this helpline. They don't pick up. Call this hospital. Call the hospital, and they pick up. They're like, "Did you speak to your hospital or your doctor?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Well, what's going on?" I'm like, "This is what's going on." And they're like, "Well, you know, I'm just the person that answers the call. I can't tell you this." I'm like, "Well, can we speak to somebody again?" And then when I talk to a the doctor, they they you know they think you could come in. I'm like, "So I should come in?" She's like, "Sure." And I'm like, "Sure." That's not the response I really wanted to hear. That's great. Yeah. Sure. I mean, if you want to be on hook for the money that this could potentially cost if it doesn't turn out to be a birth. Because you hear those stories of like, oh, if you wait till the next day, you don't get charged as much and all these crazy things. Um, Do, so you and your doctor that is that you've been working with or whatever, they are on call and they will show up to deliver said baby regardless of what's going on. Or could it be somebody else yeah. depending on the time? Great question. N- normally they're on call to re- receive baby or someone in that practice. Um, but we quickly learned as we got into it that our doctor was actually away for a week and then somebody else delivered the baby. Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine the guy goes on vacation sometimes, right? Yeah. Spend, spends all that big doctor money. Yeah, I mean, this woman, our doctor throughout was, you know, she's been delivering baby symptoms for like 50 years. So anyways, so we finally, after like an hour and a half, I'm like, all right, let's go to the hospital. Load up. Get to the hospital. And, and you have to bring like a car seat or whatever, right, to receive the baby. So you're loading everything up, right? Mm-hmm. Loaded the car seat. And it's funny, like I did a couple of practice runs and like it's very easy. And then you're just like fumbling through and like, oh, I didn't actually like latch the car seat in. I just put like the base in like, let's go. We got to go. Um, 
so we get there. Uh, she's hand on her right, getting contractions. They check us in, and you know, initially she wanted to see like if she could handle the pain and whatever, like her body. She can make those decisions. And that's brave. After about an hour of it, she's like, "Okay, maybe like a light epidural, maybe like a light one." <laughs> you, you, you knew they were probably ready for that. And I was like, "Okay, cool, yeah, all right, let's go." I, I respect the initial, you know, effort. Uh, I would be pump me up, baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it's funny where when she like asked. Not that her, I mean, it sounds scary to get an epidural too, though. Like they're like they inject that into your spine or something, don't they? Correct, into your spine, like. It's a cord like all the way up your back. I mean, do you know what? I didn't even know what was in an epidural until I saw like the bag with the drip. You know what's in an epidural? No idea. Fentanyl. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. But you should have saw the nurse's face when they're like, can she make it like a light epidural? And the nurse, like, talk about situational emotional skills, right? These nurses are brilliant. I mean, really, God's this is This is like an anesthesiologist or she's the person that's going to communicate to the anesthesiologist person that's going to communicate yeah. to the anesthesiologist and she's like yeah you know they do it on your weight and they assess and like as if there's like a light a medium and a heavy right sure so she sits going with that and then she gets the epidural like 9 30 right so we had been in the hospital like an hour and a half and then from there we're only she's only two centimeters dilated you know you need to be 10 to push but she has like thin, yep. very thin cervix. I keep on mentioning that. It's like very thin cervix. That's so good. I'm like, okay. Um, what does that mean? I wish I knew more. I think the ability for it, you know, the head to come out. I, I, I'd, I'm i guessing. To get out. Thin usually sounds bad in this context. But. It's Yeah. It, supposedly it's a good thing. But this, so then you know, right. we, we get the epidural and we're just chilling. And I'm like, oh, we're not going to have the baby for at least you know, eight or 10 hours because she's not dilated enough. And right. So we just kind of sit there, take some intermittent. Naps. Are they giving any drugs to induce at this point? Or this is just, just some chilling. medicine for the pain and just wait it out. Just wait out. So she's having contractions. You can't feel them. And then by like seven in the morning, you know, she's like nine centimeters dilated. Like, okay, has your water broke? No. So let's break the water. So they manually break the water. I, w- I was in the middle of a cat nap, so I wake up for that, and then they're like, "Okay, so." I don't yeah. know how graphic we want to get on this sh- on this show, but off the call, I'd love to hear what implement or tool is used to do that. I think that was done with her hands. I think that was done with by the doctor's hands. Oof. Yeah, you just hear it. Just sounds like a think of like a bag of water. Like, Pops. Think about how it, it, that's one of those things of like it shows you how far we've come, but also how we're still kind of this. <laughs> The same as things were a few hundred years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, how people do this 60, 70 years ago without all this technology. But anyways, we'll get there. So doctor's like, okay, well, you know, we'll start pushing in whatever, an hour and a half. So we start pushing at like 930 or something like that. And it's just me and the, the nurse. So the nurse is holding one leg. I'm holding the other leg. Keep pushing, keep pushing. And at this point... And what they, they're just, they're not calling the doctor in because they know it's not going to be critical mass for a while. Correct. Correct. The doctor does not come in until they know the baby is coming out. How does that feel to be there and there's no doctor present? Well, you're kind of warned. Like when you ask questions to people, like people tell you like, Hey, you know, the doctor is not going to be pleasant until it's go time. Like he basically just receives the package right at the end. Correct. Correct. Um, and I, 
I'll get into it, but like the doctor obviously has a lot of these going on. So like their time and like they're playing origami here of like Tetris. Yeah. Like this one's gonna go, this one needs to go. Because like, there are other gonna... babies coming. Yeah, yeah. Like during like while we were delivering, someone's like, "Well, you know this this room said her water is this or It's like, look, I'm the only one here. Like <clears throat> she said it more politely. Like they'll wait, right? <laughs> like they right. can't they can't deliver the baby until I'm there. So. It's just me and the nurse. How many, did you have a sense for how many other, like, um, deliveries were happening? I asked that question, um, and they're like, well, I just work with you primarily, like the nurse did. So, like, they didn't know, but I had a feeling there was, I don't know, in the heat of the moment, I don't know, but they were saying there's been a lot of babies born in May. It kind of seems like it's baby season, you know, now that COVID's kind of slowed down or, you know, exists the way it is. I had the vibe that there was somewhere between six and 12 women in the state and only a few doctors that's and i'm guessing here but that's the vibe i had could you talk me through so you're holding one leg and the nurse is holding the other she's mm-hmm. in the stirrups or whatever yeah what what is your view what is going through your head at this point in time so my, my head at this point the nurse is doing a good job of like putting the blanket over her legs every time she pushes so like i can't like unless i'm trying to look for it i can't i can't see it but i'm not <laughs> right She's trying to make a courtesy so I don't have to see it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, great job. And doing these, you know, you, you build up the contraction. You go, 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 go. It's like 10. And like chin down, tuck, pull, push, push. And they do like three and sets of it each time. Is she, is she in pain at this point or she's basically doing some kind of weird workout? She's in pain. Like she's starting to feel it. And then they give her a little bit more of the epidural. Like, yeah. And, you know, they have, she hasn't eaten anything. They really stop having you you're only doing fluids, but at this point they have you not doing any fluids really. Um, and you know, why are you not allowed to eat or have fluids? Well, I mean, it's supposedly just like pooping, right? So like, yeah, yeah. Fair. Fluids are fine. Like I never thought about that. Yeah. They give you fluids, but, um, once you start pushing, you're really not drinking or doing anything. So the nurses get coaching her through doing a good job, doing good job. Oh, great job. Great progress. And then, like, I'm glancing down and I'm seeing her vagina here and there. And I'm like, I can't tell if anything's going on. Right? It's like yeah. been an hour. It looks this. the same. It just looks the same. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. and I'm like trying to see, like, down the hatch, right? I'm like, well, there's the belly. <laughs> like, where? Did where you ever, do you lift the blanket up at all? Take a peek? Well, then it gets to the point where, like, the nurse starts to get going and it's like, okay, you're doing great. You're doing great. And, like, now at this point, she's like, you know she'll have a scream here there and like ah i can't do anymore and like you know just being like very you know intense in the moment it's very yeah intense and then a lot going on the nurse goes oh uh i can see the hair and then mallory just like softly looks at me she's like what color's the hair (laughs) (laughs) and at this point like i couldn't actually i couldn't actually see anything so it's like oh yeah i don't know and then so we get started getting close to it and then the nurse pauses and is like okay obviously don't push without me and then the doctor comes in and I'm like, Oh, okay. So like something's going down. Like we're it's starting close. to get real. Yeah. Starting to get real. And then, then like her vagina starts getting a little bigger, bigger. And I'm like, and it actually starts like opening. And I'm like, Oh, she must be close. And then doctor like cues up clinical, right? Like has this bag, has all these things around her getting set up. And they put like this, like, seed oil to like open up the vagina a little bit so like she's basically just clamping in there sure trying to pull it back um and then you start to see the head crest and then i'm like whoa like this is wild and they have like this white stuff on them called um 
Vernix. That's what it's yeah. called. So it's like yeah, a it's a bunch of shit on him. Yeah. So like when you see the hair, it looks like the baby has like sparkled gray brown hair because of all the white stuff. Mm-hmm. And so she pushes on that for like three or four iterations. And she's like, oh, you're so close. You're so close. And the doctor's not like BS and like the nurse like, no, do that, do that, do that. And then finally, like she pops out. They grab her out. They throw her immediately like on her chest, covered in this white stuff. Like looks like a like cream cheese that had solidified for, you know, 20 or 30 minutes all over the body. <laughs> and then the doctor just goes to work and just starts like zipping and zagging. And for like the few iterations, like, hey, do you want me to make a cut before like the head was coming out? And you know, in the in the heat of the moment, Mallory's like, no, like I don't want you to, you know, cut anything. Yeah. And oh, you can God. see the doctor the doctor sitting there like, mm, I could do this and make it really easy. Yeah. And then she tells us afterwards that she made like a small, you know, cut that will heal in like six weeks. Baby gets on Mallory, cord comes zipping out. They pinch the cord, I cut the cord. And then at this point, like now I'm like, what else is gonna happen? Right? Because yeah. you hear like everything else has come out placenta comes out she starts stitching other things start coming out meanwhile like trying to attend to the her and like pay attention there she's she's stitching up the cut that she just made correct yeah and like yeah. getting everything else out and like the euphoria is there where like mallory doesn't feel it or doesn't react to like right. everything else coming out maybe like one other thing it's gotta be a huge relief because this yeah. has been how how much time has passed from call start. with the producer to now Oh, so that was probably at like 6 p.m. the night before, and then the baby was born, 11.55. So we pushed for like two and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, it's still a long time. But yeah, luckily it wasn't like a 12-hour ordeal. It was it was like a six-hour process. Well if, well, if you don't do the epidural, right, you wouldn't have been able to just like chill for the, you know, 11 hours, 12 hours, whatever it was. Um, so big, big hats off to the women the women that do that that is just absolutely crazy i don't even know what that yeah doesn't make um, any sense to me so yeah so baby comes out clean it up um i mean i wonder if like the hospital kind of gauges like hey is this hu- husband going to be interactive and hold the leg because if i wasn't there there would have had to been another nurse there what do you mean by hold the leg it's so, like you know in the stirrup oh oh uh, yeah yeah you're you're there and present yeah i was actually wondering that too because you always hear about you know, old school, like um, 1950s or whatever, I'm going to be in the hall smoking a cigarette, right? Yeah, and then uh, you probably have husbands or wives that don't want them husbands to see all that. Um, but If, I, if I'm going to experience pain like that, I want someone <laughs> someone else to be there to witness it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, the the whole part where it's, like, an extended period of time, I mean, you said, like, over an hour, right, where it's just, like, you and the nurse, mm-hmm. co-pilots there, you with zero training in the, well, I mean, <laughs> some, maybe you've read a book or what have you. Yeah, I didn't even read any books. Yeah, I took a that few classes. That sounds like an awkward experience. Are you allowed to listen to a podcast or music or anything? Is there conversation in the room? What's going no, on? just a lot of positive af- affirmations to Mallory. Hey, you're doing a great job you know, touch in, you know, whatever, whatever works for her. Do you have a stool to sit on or we're just standing this whole time? Oh, there was a stool. It was, it was kind of funny. So there is a stool and I'm using it or I'm using it. And then I forget who comes in, whether it's the anesthesiologist or another nurse comes in and goes, you can use the stool until the doctor comes in. Then it's the doctor. So I was like, okay, fair. 
fair. So as soon as the doctor comes in, I like, and she sits down on the bed, and I go, I go to the doctor. I'm like, hey, do you need the ner- the, the stool? And then she just kind of looks at me like puzzled. I was like, no, I'm okay for now. And then the other nurse is like, yo, the other person came in and instructed him that that's what he needed to do. Like, understand the hierarchy of the people in the room. And <laughs> look, I was abiding by the rules. This, this isn't his fault. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, then you're just excited. Like, you cry and you're ex- it's just an sure. amazing experience. Um, and then they, how quickly do they wheel the kid away? Or, like, they put him in Maori's or her in Maori's arms, I'm sure. Yeah. And then she, so she, gets onto the boob pretty quickly because they want to do that skin to skin and like understand it. like so it's crazy like you could think this creature has existed without ever using its mouth maybe like right. some ambiotic fluids the last couple months and then now latches onto this other device that make um colostrum i think is what it's called the very early part of what's in the the breast before the breast milk starts to come in so there's just like these nutrients just at the tip of the nipple if i'm understanding <laughs> it correctly i might be saying this incorrectly who knows Sure. Uh, there's something. There's something, and then they 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 wipe her off. They don't actually bathe the baby, and then they do like the weigh-in. So like right inside the room, there's this whole little scale or something. Yeah. yeah, like with a heat lamp, and you know they measure her and do all those sorts of things. Uh, and then they whisk you out of there after like two hours, and you go into another room. And is the baby in there with you during those two hours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't take it to like a nursery or something. Mm-mm. No, so I, I remember hearing, so uh, my parents always tell this story. They say that my middle sister, when she was born, this was still when, and I'm sure there's still some hospitals that do this. They take you to the nursery or whatever, right? Yeah. And he followed her and watched her and looked at her and said, you know, that's my baby or whatever. He's watching her through the window. And they put the wrong bracelet on her and they had to swap them at the fucking hospital. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if there's complications, um, I'm sure this is pretty standard. Or if it's a C-section, I don't know what happens if it's a C-sectional. Um, C-sectional, yeah. that should be what everyone should call it now. It's a C-sectional. C-section. And then, yeah, so then you get whisked up. They give they give them, like, two shots right away. They ask you for, like, two shots, and they put this ointment on their eyes. Helps. Them. And, and you're basically, when you say whisked out of there, you're being taken from, like, a surgery-type room to more of just, like, a... Uh, standard hospital room, right? Yeah, overnight room, right, with the the bed and the, the little side couch. Yeah, um, yeah, and then we spend two days there, and then and they wheeled the baby up there with you. Uh huh. Yeah, I think I forget whether Mallory's actually. Yeah, Mallory's probably holding her at this point, and then yeah, we just go up there, and all these different people pop in and out and give you advice or help with um, you know what you need and different nurses. Who was. Who was in town for the event? Like, were there any family members in town for the event? I mean, nope. it seems like it happened pretty quick. Yeah, no no family members. Um, it was just us. And then, um, yeah, me just firing out a lot of texts to the friends and family. And, uh, yeah, like, the night nurses, amazing. Like, they realize that you don't know what you're doing, and they just come in and, like, super helpful and, uh, you know, on-call button and all that good stuff. And, you have a lactation coach, which is probably the most useful thing. It's like, how is the baby latching? And then learning that like a baby will just chill on the nipple just to kind of hang out without sure. actually feeding, which can be a bad thing. Like it's like a to, like a pacifier or something, right? Right, but like then you don't like with breastfeeding, you don't really know how much she's eating, so you just got to like measure and weigh her, and they lose like 
anywhere from five to ten percent of their body weight in the first day or two i had no idea yeah yeah so she's that's pretty wild yeah so she's already dropped like 10 ounces and they're like it's okay you just make sure and stay on top of it and like the lactation coach was super helpful and then the pediatric doctor comes in who you've never met it's like okay this is a practice set up a meeting set up an appointment for monday blah 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 and then they finally get you out of there after a couple days um it was a couple days yeah yeah he's a baby was born wednesday we left yesterday left friday yeah so yeah and how, then, how was that process getting the baby in the seat and had to be good to go home at that point. had you been home at, at all during that time uh i had been home that morning to take the dog out yeah jogged home um but now that yeah you put the baby in she just starts crying like what is this right you you know you're less than 48 hours into this world sure. and somebody's jamming you into this thing um and then yeah you bring her back and you learn how to feed her and figure out why she's crying that's uh it's an ongoing process how has speaking of taking the dog out how has nala reacted to this whole process i'll tell you what we were on the couch and mallory was so excited to be like be in her space she's like oh look at Rel loves it here she's doing well nala you know gave the initial hello but then like when it came time to like usually we go to bed around nine o'clock that didn't really happen last night we stayed up a little later and usually she plays at like seven o'clock runs around in the living room and like plays with us and you could tell when she's queuing up to do the bark so a couple times i had to like grab her and distract her and then she jumps on the couch and she just starts staring mallory down because the baby is now in the middle of the couch where nala normally is and yeah. like stares at her for a solid 30 minutes and i'm like well, what are you doing here like you think you're gonna win out here and this is your big... <laughs> she thinks that she's gonna get her to move or she's gonna wait for her to move yeah that was interesting um to say the least but other than that she's been like you know friendly kind of sniffs at her um but yeah that here we lie um well so you know have you this is a a very random tangent but some of the stuff that you mentioned reminded me of this so like the whole so nala is probably expecting possibly expecting the baby to be able to move at this point right because a puppy could move at this point um and uh part of that's like humans like the size of our brain or whatever and then the relative size of like our pelvis results Mm -hmm. in you have this extended development period to like learn how to walk learn how to talk everything else Versus you compare it to, like, a giraffe. Giraffes drop, like, fucking four to six feet when they're born and walk immediately, right? That's crazy, right? Uh, So it's it's just our, like, developmental period is very different than most other animals, right? Where you're, like, you're not really fully functioning until you're, what, you know, like, maybe four or five. And even then, it's you're not going to be a fully functioning adult until you're 16 to 18 or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's 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 wild. It's uh, yeah, and then like y- you always understood. People always ask like how the mother's doing, but then like when you live it, you're like, let's see what goes on. Like my vagina's gonna bleed for another six weeks. My nipples are gonna be scabbed. Um, oh, I'm gonna have to feed this person every two hours. I've had a Motrin every six hours. Um, haven't had a poop in a while, right? <laughs> so um what's yeah. how would mallory review the process i mean I, I assume she's sitting there i don't know if you want to put her on the mic to give sure. any, any reviews mal would you like to oh she has would you like to come in for a review no she i think she's holding she's holding okay all right, right. fair enough 
how would how would you overall rate um, birth? What kind of rating scale? What kind of rating scale? She asked. I don't know. I mean, I would say somewhere between a car crash and uh, a a minor scratch, right? Between a car crash and a minor scratch, what would you say? The car has been damaged, yeah. But it's not totaled. It's not totaled. The axle's a little messed up, but sure. we'll figure out how to straighten it out. Fair. Uh, Fair. Yeah, it's a crazy experience. Um, I hope that you can go through it someday. Um, just, it's a marvel what the human well, body can do. I feel like I've, I gotta tell you, I feel like I've experienced some percentage of the miracle of life right here, <laughs> just hearing you, uh, you know tell this story it's been engrossing for me i hope that the <laughs> listeners have enjoyed it um you know you've got some things going on in your life so how no how i mean it? i feel like we need to give this story some some room to breathe we can maybe go over a couple of things but this has to be the primary focus of the episode is the first child coming out of the gentleman's breakfast yeah who would have thought you know seven seven years ago that this will be discussing uh hospital food i mean ugh. they give you like hey there's a complimentary meal do you want the nice meal i'm like what do you mean complimentary it's like actually free because like after we give the birth or mallory gives birth they're like hey do you want food and they hand me a menu and it's like 30 dollars for a tuna salad sandwich and i'm like this can't be good i'm not <laughs> paying 30 dollars. so like i door dash the first few times and they're like nice. oh this is a complimentary meal you can pick between the steak the chicken you know the soup Blah, blah, blah. What did you What did you DoorDash was Was Mallory throwing in some some requests here? Yeah, she she wanted a juice, so we got like a juice at first, and then we got like a sandwich, um, and then we did some like poke bowls. Um, kept yeah, it pretty then, clean in there. Yeah, kept it pretty clean. She just then, she didn't just come right out and launch with the get me in and out now. Yeah, no pizza, no in and out. Yeah, no none of that. And then picked up some Bob's donuts. It was pretty close to Bob's donuts, a famous. San Francisco donut spot. So scoop those up the next day. Um, but yeah, the hospital food, the the meal, the complimentary meal was, I mean, it was just terrible. <laughs> it's, you'd think that they could have figured that out by now. I mean, I get the gesture, right? Like, hey, here it is. You've already spent tens of thousands of dollars or whatever the bill is going to be. But Right, but I mean, they're feeding, it's got to be hundreds of people per day, year-round. You would think that they could get some better food in there. I guess they just don't have to, right? Because it's not like you're making a reservation and choosing to go there. You're forced to eat there. You're going to take whatever whatever you can get a lot of times. Right. Think about if you're the chef at a hospital, right? You're probably, you're probably, things didn't go well in your culinary career if you're the chef at a hospital, right? Probably. So, that you know, that's kind of kind of where my head goes but you know i appreciate the effort there um cpmc good job good effort. Yep. clean facility. are you are you on uh paternity leave right now i am for three weeks yep yep and is that do you get uh more weeks than that and you're gonna use them later or what's the what's the deal oh yeah since i'm less than six months into my new job right i'm only supposed to take prorated two and then my banner's like take what you need and i'm like well due to being in sales i can't take like a full four to six weeks so i'm like let's take three i'll take one as vacation 
and then supposedly I can actually take the other weeks after I've been there a significant period of time, which yeah, you'll you'll earn into it because it's within the first year probably because they probably say like within the first year of a birth you get whatever amount of time but you don't earn it for six months that's fair yeah so yeah we'll we'll uh we'll see and then you know we're excited in a couple months we'll be attending your wedding how's yeah. how's, how's that planning been going oh i i mean everything's honestly like i i can't complain too much uh we have basically all the all the major vendors are signed up there's only one more thing that i need to get which I would describe this process as it's just it's an extended procurement process. I wonder like people that don't read contracts and hire vendors on a daily basis at work, like how do they deal with this? But for me, like we set up a list of like these are the things that we need, these are the vendors that we're gonna get, uh, these are the vendors that I'm gonna take, these are the vendors that Michelle's gonna take in terms of hiring. Mm-hmm. Uh I will always, you know, my procurement process lasts about one week and involves about three vendors. Michelle's lasts about four weeks and involves about 18 vendors. Mm. Um, it's, it's funny just sitting there thinking like, am I going to try to haggle this down or not? And it's really just based on like, how nice was this person to me? Or have I seen, honestly, if everyone quotes the same rates, I usually just go with it because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to get this person down because everyone like for, for shuttles, for instance, right. Hmm. Uh, first of all, do you know how many people a, a full-size like passenger bus holds? Like a full-size, picture like a Greyhound bus. How many people does that hold? 80, 100? Nope. 60? Yep, that's about right. 55, my friend. Wow. So Because you're sitting there and you're like, ah, maybe we'll need two buses. Nope. Three. Uh, but those are everyone, like there's so much collusion in this shit. Everyone charges in this area, $245 for that bus. I, I got quotes from five different places. They're all $245. 245 an hour? Yeah, per hour. But so people are like, people are selling out and then, you know, surcharge, surcharge, surcharge on top of that. Right. So that's, that's mm-hmm. really the, the part where it might be different, but, um, you know, this shit's already selling out at this point or whatever. So I just, I lock something down. Then you got, you got all your people that are texting you. And, and like, honestly, this doesn't bother me that much, but people are texting me about like where to stay, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, the, all that information is going to be included. Like in the invite, we've negotiated a rate. We've looked yeah, on kayak at like what hotel rates are right now for this area. And I can guarantee you. Unless you want to stay at a Motel 6, which if you want to do that, just do it right now. <laughs> this is going to be like the cheapest rate that you can get. Um, like it's sub 200 bucks, right? Uh, yeah. Per night, which is these days hard, can be hard to find. Um, so yeah, that's, that's really all that's going on now. I got to sign the contract for like the DJ and the live music and stuff. I still have to sign the contract for Friday night. Uh, and I need to procure a minibus for the wedding party. Uh, to get you know to pictures and whatever, but those are the, those are the last things. So all that stuff's locked in. We'll get the invitations out in like a week or two. Um, I'll probably glue them, stamp them, and send them personally, like I did the last set of uh, Save the Dates, mm-hmm. and we'll move on from there. Um, classy move, by the way. I don't know, maybe it's because we talked about it on our unrecorded or recorded episode previously. 
about picking up the fees for the suits for the groomsmen. Real classy move there. Jake went ahead and paid for all the groomsmen's uh, suits, which is a nice little gesture. I can't thank you enough for that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I was... <laughs> I don't want to name names here, but I was involved in a wedding recently from a guy that doesn't listen to this cast, and the bill for this, the bill to have the privilege of being a groomsman in this guy's wedding was, I'm going to say, obscene, right? North of 500 bucks? Yes. Between bachelor party, getting out there, staying there, renting the tux, all this stuff. And, like, I view it as, like, I feel honored that like people are willing to come. Like I, I recognize how much I value my time. Right. Mm. And the fact that people are willing to give us time. Like I value a bunch. I value your presence, you know, more than anything. Yeah. And Be present. That's one of the things you told me very exactly. early on in our friendship. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hit someone for a $2,000 bill or whatever in total between when, you know, when everything is said and done. So, um, well, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be a good day. One thing, I don't know. I forgot, I'm looking at my notes here. I forgot to mention. Jake, do you have any idea what a placenta looks like? Oh, my God. I didn't want I, You know, I thought about it. I, I don't know. I don't know do that you I want to know? know. I don't know the listeners want to know. But I was, as you were talking through the birth process, I know, I, like, I'm like, I know that there's some gritty details that he's leaving out right here. Mm. You, you did, did, did you keep it? So, I did, like... I thought it was like part of, in my mind, I thought it was like the cord. Like, I thought it was just a piece of the cord. There's a whole nother thing that it's been sitting in, you know, back then. And then there's just like a tub, like a big plastic container, probably two feet by 13, 14 inches. And it's sitting there. And I'm like, what is that? They're like, that's the placenta. And I'm like, whoa. And then the nurse casually brings it up. It's like, are you guys going to keep it? And I like look at Mallory. I'm like, are we keeping this thing? I'm telling you what, it looks like a nice cut of like a hanger steak and a combination of a liver. Oh, God. It, if you had no idea what it was, you'd be like, well, that looks like a very interesting piece of meat. <laughs> I got like a purplish hue to did it. You, did you keep it? No, because I think it's really yeah. difficult to like. Okay. I, 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 I didn't want to judge in advance. I'm so <laughs> glad that you told me that you did not keep it because people will do some weird sh- they'll eat it I, I don't know what the fuck people do with that they it's think supposed it's to be kind of, super healthy like for you. Mir- yeah i mean of course obviously it's some kind of un- unobtainable thing so people are going to say it's like the uh, uh you know the the fountain of youth or whatever um, I, w- I wonder if they use that. I think they use that. Someone like I don't think that goes to waste. Like once I say dough, I think they use that for something. I mean, I, I would hope they use all parts of the cow. You know, they're taking some <laughs> some hormones out of it. They're they're doing something right. I'll tell you what. You get an opportunity to look at that thing. It's a marvel. I have a picture of it. If you're ever curious to see what it looks like, I, I, that might be something that I need to see in person. I don't think that I can experience that over text message. We'll have some <laughs> drinks, and uh, you'll just flash it to me for a second, and that's about all that I need. I don't need that to be on my uh, phone. Yeah, I mean, once you start looking, you can't look away. That's that's all there is to it. Oh, man. Well, we're at 40 minutes now. <laughs> yeah, time to get to the report card here. We can do it unless you have anything else to cover. I mean, this is this is your space here. This is your time to air out. We'll have plenty of other child conversations, but 
This is the no. episode where we're discussing the birth. I don't know if there's anything else that comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, look, I asked a lot of people advice. Thanks for the people that recommended bringing a pillow. That was probably the biggest piece of advice. And uh, what was the worst piece of advice that you received, or 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 the 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 most useless? Anything that comes to mind. Um. Well, maybe it's like different in different states, but somebody told me that the person who puts the epidural in is not necessarily like a trained anesthesiologist. That sounds which was, completely false. Which was not true. Um, or it was like an entry-level person, which was not true. It, was this someone that was trying to fear-monger, like don't get the epidural? No. I mean, the, the other advice was like, don't do anything when the nurses come in, just act like you don't know what you're doing. So the nurses <laughs> do all the work. Yeah. Um, but uh, another good piece of advice is like listen to all the people that c- come in and help you, right? Like the, this is their job. Like they have lots of skills. Yeah. Um, so that was helpful. But yeah, no, I mean those people are really awesome people for what they do. I mean, amazing. That's what they what, do all day, every day. You know. Yeah. But it's yeah, wild. life's crazy. Um, I, I don't have any uh, report cards that immediately come to mind. I don't know if you have anything on the tip of your tip of your tongue there. Uh, I mean, I feel like the scale has to involve childbirth, something that we know, we both know so much about. (laughs) Um, Um, and I'm going to like, I would say rate me on a scale from like water breaks and the baby comes out like in your living room to like 36 hours of labor followed by this isn't going to work. We have to like get in there and cut it out. Oh, you mean like how well did we do? Uh, it's hard to explain how this rating scale is going to work. You really have to interpret it yourself. <laughs> you're you're rating me as a certain type of live birth. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, look, I think, you know, when when this day comes for you, I think you'll do really well because I think you'll get into the numbers and the math of what's most efficient how does this work how's your body going to respond um although i i will question whether your emotional intelligence will be uh graceful enough to the other party it's always the hardest decision, part the decisions being i will made. say this is probably one of few situations where i will like <laughs> i could potentially be at my most emotionally intelligent at this point in time i'm not saying like relative to other people but relative to myself right yeah this is something that i look at and i'm like uh i've never been through anything that even looks remotely like this <laughs> well it's interesting because like all these decisions are being made and like they're not really my decisions right like right, it's not yeah, my decision yeah. to cut it's my my decision to get another sure control. yeah it's not my decision to say like i think you can push harder babe did they <laughs> like, did they look and they they didn't look at you at all for any of these i assume right no the only question they yeah. asked me is like if she's incapacitated do you can he make a decision yeah and and she said yes like before like before it all started yeah because i mean the whole burden plan thing is a real thing like we didn't have a burden plan like we were just gonna like figure it out as you go what does burden plan mean like i'm gonna get the epidural this these are the cases where i would do a c-section is is that kind of stuff yeah Yeah. like you can cut like things of that nature um we didn't have like any of that so like it was like on the fly of like all these things being made so yeah i look i think you'll you'll figure out somewhere between the epidural and the push-in um, 
how to comfort and how to be supportive. <laughs> wow. Well, you, you look, you're very gentle, uh, you know, as a, your father aura has already come around you these days because the, the kind of rating I was expecting is the one that I'm going to give you, which is like a like a bathtub water birth, right? <laughs> like there's some candles around. We think that we're ready, right? Mm. It's all going to be very natural. We're going to get in there. This is going to be a great moment. And then the baby starts to come out, right? And now what do we have? We have a bloody tub. We have a lot of screaming. But at the end of the day, child survives, okay? Still miracle of life. Everything came out right. Could have probably been maybe a little bit better planned. <laughs> but honestly, would that have impacted the end result? No. So it doesn't yeah. matter. You came through clean. You got what you need in the end. And I congratulate yeah. you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Hopefully, you lasted this long. Um, if you have any invi- if you have any questions or advice, don't ask me. I think yeah, you just do it live. You'd be, <laughs> you'd be surprised um, how well you respond because um, it just happens so quickly. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. This has been episode seventy two. Till next time. Talk See you guys. You soon.